I'm the Urban Foster Dad, and this is a story time. It took me a while to decide to do this story time, but I'm doing it for you new foster parents just to let you guys know and to be aware of some of the things that could be going on in your home. I already had this one kid living in my home and he really wasn't giving me any trouble. Bit on the streety side. When I say streety side, I mean that before he came to me, he was breaking in cars, um, breaking in homes, um, stealing out of stores. You know, a bit of a thug, I would say. But still, him living in my home, he didn't give me a lot of trouble. So he was living with me and he was 17 and the social worker, his social worker, she wanted another kid who she had under her wing to come and live with me as well. And let me say that this story time is that of a sexual nature. So if you, you know, you don't want to hear it, I suggest you turn it off now. But um, so the other kid was living in a group home. And because of some things that were going on in the group home, he had to be removed. So it was kind of a bit of a rush, rush, you know, hey, can you go meet him? Because we need to move him as soon as possible. So normally the way it works is, you know, I will go and, you know, sit down and meet with the kids and have a conversation with them just to see if I will get a feel for if they'll be a good fit for my home. So I go head over to the group home and the young man comes out. I'm going to call him Royal Blue and you guys will understand why I'm calling him Royal Blue. So I sat down and I met with Royal Blue and, you know, right away when he came out, I could see that, you know, he was a bit on the flamboyant side, but he wasn't a soft flamboyant, meaning that, you know, when it comes to, you know, gay men, you have some that are really, really soft and you have some that are, I like to say, streety soft, meaning that. You can tell they're gay a mile away, but he has no problem punching you in your face if he, you know what I'm saying, if you get out of line with him. He was that type of kid. So I sat down and I met with him and, you know, we had a conversation. And normally what I do is I say, hey, this is how I run my home and, you know, give him the rundown on all of that. And, and you know, if he doesn't disagree with it, most times I'm like, sure, he can come and stay. So that young man came and stayed for a weekend. He did a weekend visit. That Monday, I called the social worker back and I was like, hey, Royal Blue is good. He can stay. And just so happens that Royal Blue and Thug, Thug is my other kid, they both went to the same alternative school. So they had already you know, met. So that was not, you know, going to be awkward or anything. 
So, <clears throat> Royal Blue stayed with me for about two months. And the first month, I noticed, um, well, actually, that first month, we had a, sto- a snowstorm. So, I asked Royal Blue and Thug to come outside and, you know, help with the removal from the um, driveway and off of the cars. I had two cars at the time and they both came out. But I noticed that, you know, like kids do, they came outside, they were playing in the snow and Royal Blue kind of was like, you know, I thought maybe, you know, maybe he had a crush on him or something like that. And, you know, like I said, once again, I'm just looking at them and, you know, their interaction with each other. And I was thinking, you know, hey, you know, he probably have a crush on him. I know that Thug is straight because Thug has a girlfriend. And I didn't think anything of it. So one day, Royal Blue (laughs) asked me, could he go and get his hair braided? Because it was kind of long. And he was like, you know, I want my hair braided and, you know, and I want... I want them to be, you know, be kind of long, you know, you know, far be it from me to stop a kid from being who they are and, and, you know, who they want to be and dress the way they want to dress and all of those things. So I took Royal Blue to get his hair done. And I said he was over there for about four hours. I left and, you know, went to the store and did some ran some errands before I went and picked him up. <laughs> when. When I went to pick up Royal Blue, and this is why I'm calling him Royal Blue, he came out the house with his hair braided, with braids past his butt. And I mean, he was swinging his head from side to side. He was tossing the braids on the air. He was so happy to have his hair done. And I mean, you could tell from the look on his face, he just could not wait to get to school the next day to show off those braids. So normally the way it works when you have two different kids in your home, even though you can be with the same agency, they will give them two different workers. So I'll never forget, it was a Friday evening. And I say both workers arrived at my home around six o'clock in the evening. So I opened the door, they came in and normally the way it works is they will come in and, um, you know, I'll give them a rundown on what's going on and all of those things. And we'll sit down and maybe talk for about 20 minutes. So all of a sudden I hear thug because they both have separate bedrooms. I hear Thug in his room, but hold on. Before I tell you this, let me tell you this part of the story too. One day I came home and Royal Blue had a big gash in his eye. And really I thought he needed to go to the hospital because it looked like it needed stitches to me. But it, you know, he said it didn't need stitches. And he told me he had fallen off the bed where I didn't have anything to say that he didn't. So, you know, that's what I went with. So I called the agency and said he fell off off the bed. 
where we're going back to the part where the two workers are here to see the kids. And while we were downstairs, I could hear Thug upstairs in his bedroom, kind of like being loud on the phone. And then I heard him going off. And I mean, he was loud and and you you have to know the demeanor of Thug. Thug is not like, he was never like a loud kid. So I could hear him in the bedroom going off. It's not true. It's not true. So I goes upstairs. You know, the workers, we're, they're like, you know, what's going on? I go upstairs. And Thug is in his room. And he's saying, I'm getting ready to go and kill Royal Blue. And I'm like, what's you know what's going on what's going on i closed the door and i kind of like um to his room and i kind of like stood in front of the door to keep him from going out of the door he's telling me that his um thug is on the phone with his girlfriend and his girlfriend is telling him that everybody at school is saying that him and Royal Blue is in a sexual having a sexual relationship. So he's trying to get out of the room because he's telling me I'm going to kill Royal Blue. I'm going to kill Royal Blue. So right away, I called the workers upstairs. I tell them to uh, pack a bag for Royal Blue and to get Royal Blue out of this house. Because, you know, Thug is a street guy. And I know that if I would, you know, let him come out of this room, he's going to hurt Royal Blue. But once again, Royal Blue was gay, but Royal Blue on no punk. Royal Blue was a street fighter, too. They both was, you know, kind of streety. So they um, throw Royal Blue some clothes in a bag and they um, get Royal Blue out of the house and put him in the car. And at this point, because this has happened, I automatically know, even though they have just taken Royal Blue for the night, more than likely they're not going to bring him back because of the situation that happens. So I go back into Thug's room and I say, hey, don't worry about it. Royal Blue is out of the house and more than likely he's not going to come back because Thug was in my home first and, you know, the the issue is with you know royal blue he came last so he would have to be the one that would be removed first so the next day the worker calls me and tells me that royal blue told her that night when they put him in the car to take him to a a respite spot and respite is a place where you would a kid will go and just spend the night if you know you're having an issue with them she tells uh royal blue tells the worker i've been giving blowjobs to thug <laughs> so and you know not that i wouldn't believe royal blue because royal blue never came off like he was a liar so the next day after she told me this when I woke up that and that was like pretty early in the morning I called the principal at the school and I told the principal I'm going to keep Thug home from school because of the issue that happened last night 
And she was like, cool, don't worry about it. I will have a conversation with Royal Blue when he comes to school today. Because normally you stay, you go to respite, they will still make sure you get to school. So I told Thug Boy, I was like, let's have a conversation about what's going on. Now, the thing about Thug Boy, if you are a good foster parent and you are in tune and paying attention to what's going on with your kids, you can tell a lot of times when they're lying. And the thing about Thug Boy, when Thug Boy would, when you, when Thug Boy would lie or you would say something to him that he did, he would never answer you. He would just look straight ahead like he was in a trance. So I said to Thug Boy, Thug Boy, did you put that boy's penis, did you put your penis in that boy's mouth? And he just looked straight ahead. I was like, oh my goodness. He don't let this boy, he don't get he don't let this boy get him blowjobs in my house. Thug Boy proceeds to tell me that the day that Royal Blue got that gash on his eye, he told me, he said, yes. I let him give me a blowjob the first that first weekend he came for a visit. He gave me a blowjob and I did it and I was like, OK, I'm not going to do that again. So what happened was I had left the house and how he got that gash on his eye was he went into Thug Boy's room and he went to jump on top of Thug Boy and Thug Boy took his foot. This is according to what Thug Boy is telling me. Thug Boy said he took his foot and, you know, kicked him in his chest. And he fell back at the corner of the door. And that door caught his eye. And I asked Thug Boy, I said, well, if that happened, why didn't you tell me? He said, because I was afraid that you were going to kick me out of the house. Because they're so used to being kicked out for little or nothing that could be a real fear for him. And I told him, you know, had you told me the truth, I wouldn't have kicked you out of the house. I would have just separated you guys. But I told him, because they that was that happened on that, okay, that happened on that Friday. I take that back. That Monday, I didn't let Thug Boy go to school. That Tuesday, the both of them went to school together. And Thug Boy came home that Tuesday they both was at school and I kind of knew like I knew then maybe a little bit more had went on because they didn't get into a fight. They didn't get into an argument, which told me everything that Royal Blue said was true. But the reason why I'm telling you guys this story is to let you know, just be aware of when you allow these kids to move into your home. Things like this will happen. And I mean, I've had kids, you know, I hate to say it, but I've had, you know, a kid move into my house and actually make a pass at me. And I had to have that kid moved right away. Because if you don't, that kid could easily turn something into it. Don't please don't ever be like, well, oh, he didn't mean to do it. And and, and I talked to him and it's overwood and Nothing's going to come from it. Always protect yourself and protect your freedom. If something like that happens, call the agency you work with 
and have that kid removed. But that's my story time. I'm the Urban Foster Dad. And remember to always parent from a place of love, kindness, and understanding. You are listening to the Urban Foster Dad Podcast. All of our content will be true, raw, and uncut. Please ask questions, leave a comment, and subscribe so you won't miss an episode.